Welcome back to Pulse on the Market, the show designed to help you as an investor make better, more educated financial decisions. I'm your host, Jaden Brains, founder of Brains Capital, and let's get right into it for today. So the S&P hit a new record high yesterday. So it closed up 0.58% at 5,029. The Dow gained 0.9% to 38,773. And the NASDAQ rose 0.3% to 15,906. And we saw Friday morning, so this morning, that there has been a slight increase in inflation. And it says wholesale prices surged more than expected in January with the producer price index rising by 0.3%. So basically, this intensifies the concerns about inflation. Despite the Federal Reserve's expectations for moderation, they're trying to contain it, but it has not been contained. It continues to rise, and this is a concern for investors, which is why we saw a sellout in the market. We can see the indexes right now that the Dow is down 0.2%, the NASDAQ down 0.5%, and the S&P down 0.2%, with the small caps down 09 And because of the hike in inflation, the U.S. 10-year Treasury yields are up 1.25%, to 0.053 or they're to 4.289 so we usually see those are inverse because as inflation increases the indexes go down people sell off but the the yields the the bonds go up so that that'll that's an inverse that usually occurs and we've seen stocks that have been getting hammered for example super micro computers this was one of the craziest stocks i've seen in a very long time this was one of the most overbought stocks that I've seen. It was the RSI was 96, which is almost maxed. It was almost maxed out. And earlier today, it hit 10,000 or not 10,000, that would be crazy. It hit 1,070, 1,080, and now it's all the way down to 890 a share. It fell to 865 at the lowest, which is bonkers. So, that is that is one of the biggest sellouts. And I can't lie, I had one of the biggest heart attacks in my life. I, when I saw it start to drop, I knew that I was overbought. So I was watching it pretty closely. And so I decided to sell some shares to try and write it down, to ride the, ride the trend down. And cause I knew there was going to be a big sellout. And right as I sold the biggest heart attack of my life, this stock can move. I'll give it to, to super microcomputer SMCI that it shot up like 30, 35 points. And I about pooped my pants cause I was, I was in it short and to see it rise 30, 40 points in less than a half second, that terrified me. I almost sold my position just to not get hammered because I know that this stock has a tendency to just rise and rise and rise and rise. But I knew the market conditions were not in their favor and that they were overbought. So I continued to hold my position for around five seconds longer. What happened? It tanked. And so I made a decent profit off SMCI as a tank, but I still got out pretty early just because I was scared I was of it just reversing and skyrocketing in the other direction because this stock has the potential to do that. So I'm crossing SMCI off my list for scalping for day trading. Never again. That was terrifying. And you learn from your mistakes, but it wasn't really a mistake, but it could have been, which is the scary thing. All right, some news. Nike layoffs. So Nike plans to cut over 1,600 jobs, which is around roughly 2% of the workforce. And this is part of their plans to save $2 billion. They they came out with that. One of the first times we've seen Nike be defensive instead of offensive. And they're planning to cut their cost around $2 billion over the next three years. So this is one of the steps to doing that. They're laying people off that aren't super necessary or, yeah, worth what they're paying them, right? So part of their cutting costs is doing this to 
just increase the effectiveness of Nike. And this is kind of sad because we saw that I read the book Shoe Dog and Phil Knight said that he did not like having to do layoffs. He felt that he was he was at fault for it because he didn't plan accordingly. He didn't hire at the given rate that he should have. And so that's usually why layoffs happen. And it's not it's never a good thing because there's people that have families. They got to provide for their families and this is their source of income. So it sends them in kind of a frenzy to find work and it's a stressful time to get laid off. All right, some news on Shake Shack. I, to be honest, I didn't know they were a public company, but I do love the place. Their shares soared 26% after they reported strong fourth quarter earnings. The revenue was $286.2 million, and they surpassed expectations. And what I like most is their guidance, so their projections. The company forecasts 11 to 15% revenue growth for 2024, and they plan on opening up 80 new restaurants. That's gold to my ears. I love hearing that. And so I really hope, do hope they do that. Their shakes are amazing. Their burgers are great. So yes, I like the stock because of just the underlying fundamentals, but also because I love eating there. Target, they launched Dealworthy. This is like the great value, the Kirkland style. This is their value brand that aims to attract budget conscious customers. And they're trying to compete with dollar stores and Walmart and just these, these cheaper industries. So, and I already thought Target was pretty cheap, but apparently they're, they're launching even cheaper cheaper line and i'm 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 honestly a fan of just cheaper clothing i don't need super nice stuff i like the very plain very cheap shirts and and pants and whatnot so yeah i might shop some deal worthy no complaints i don't care how much money i got all right so mortgage rates rates went over seven percent they have they since dropped to 6.77 but yesterday they they went up over seven percent which is a concern because i'm a home buyer or not a home buyer but i will be pretty soon here in a few months and i would prefer those stocks to drop so i can get a cheaper mortgage right i want that cheaper rate but if it doesn't not the end of the world there's always refinancing later on or just taking the hit for now and so it's not the end of the world it's not a good enough reason to just postpone buying a house but it is a benefit all right so we got NVIDIA, which is still my one of my favorite stocks. So some of the only companies that are positive are, like other than Coinbase, which had a crazy earnings report, are Lilly and NVIDIA. So I love these two stocks. Lilly's at 27. Amidst this, this downturn in the market, they're at 3.5%. And I believe that their Monjero, their ZetBound, has so much potential. And because obesity, obesity is a real-time problem. And people are looking for quick fix. They don't really want to diet. They they don't want to exercise and and cut down weight naturally. They want that quick fix. It's today's world. We want those quick hits. And so to help with obesity, their drug just doesn't have enough supply. They have plenty of demand. They're opening up in, in England. They want to start selling there as well. And so the only thing they lack is demand. This and Nova Nordisk with their weight loss drug. And they're planning on opening a plant that's worth around $2 billion they're going to spend on opening a plant for more manufacturing to increase the supply to meet the demand. And so we should see a surge in the revenue for Eli and Lilly and also in their stock prices. Because with the earnings and with the revenue, usually the stock price increases if those increase. And so I'm bullish on Eli and Lilly in the long run. But for short, short term, we have an NVIDIA next week. They come out with their earnings report. 
And this is the reason why I am bullish on NVIDIA. So their future EPS earnings per share is 236%. That's impressive. So that's in comparison to last year. So last year, or yeah, so this current year, this next year in 2024, they are projecting 236% increase in their EPS and 200% increase in their revenue. So their PE ratio, which is the price to earnings, is 97 which is it's quite high, but their forward, which I like even more, is 41.25. So yes, they got they got a high PE ratio, but their forward is lower because they're projecting so much earnings per share that it should automatically drop the PE ratio. Given that the stock stays the same, which it obviously won't, we might maintain that same high PE because the stock will most likely continue to rise. And we're going to see next week if they report good earnings again. Last earnings report, they killed it, but it still dropped a little bit, but then it recovered pretty quickly. And I I currently, just in full transparency, have a position in NVIDIA, and I will be selling calls and puts on NVIDIA because the premiums for options are just so high at the moment. And in case you don't know how options work, let's just say I have NVIDIA, I have 100 shares at $700 a piece. If I sell a call, which is an option, if I sell a call at $790, i am basically saying if it goes to $800 a share, then I will give you those shares at $790, even though they're worth $800. So I would lose, theoretically, $10 per share. But in order for that to be worth it to me, the buyer has to give me a premium, essentially. So this premium, that would be around, I mean, for NVIDIA, let's just say it's two grand because of the volatility of it. So they pay me two grand for the potential to make, I mean, they can, they can make a grand, two grand, three grand if it, if it soars. So that's worth it to them. And it's worth it to me because it's like insurance on my current shares. Cause it's going to drop my cost basis because I received that premium immediately. And I still have around $90 of upside, upside potential to make money. And it's usually the premium. You usually can't do that with the stock because the premiums aren't good enough to sell a call so far out of the money. But with the earnings report, the stock is projected to move 10 to 11% in either direction. We're not certain which which way, obviously, but in either direction, which could be one of the the biggest moves in the market history. We saw Meta increase by over 200 billion in market cap in just one day, but we could see potentially bigger gains from Nvidia, over 200 billion. So, but that could be in either direction, unfortunately. I hope it's on the bullish side, obviously, because I own a position of it. But if it drops, I'm not too concerned because long-term, given those those forecasted earnings and revenue, I am bullish on NVIDIA. And I I wouldn't be concerned if it dropped, if I got my gains cut a little bit by, by it dropping quite a bit, because I think long-term, it'll, it'll continue to soar. That does not mean you should buy it. Do your own research, please. That is not financial advice whatsoever. So do your own research. If it's a good fit for you, then go ahead and send it with NVIDIA. I personally love that stock and can see it increasing. So Eli and Lily and NVIDIA are probably my my two biggest stocks right now. Those are the ones I like the most. And all right, let's... let's Bitcoin is at 52,000-ish. Let, let's double check the price at the moment. 51,945. So I've been I've been saying that I, I was kind of bullish on, on Bitcoin. Kind of bullish? No, I was very bullish. And we'll see if it pulls back before April, before the halving, or if it continues to rise in speculation of an increase due to the, due to the higher demand from the halving of Bitcoin supply or just the ability to mine Bitcoin, sorry. 
And so we'll see what ends up happening with Bitcoin. So for some earnings reports that just happened, we had DoorDash, which dropped because their their estimates were way lower than, than what was reported. And they they missed it by 24 cents per share, but they had an EPS of 0.39. So they were projected a 0.15 and it was or minus 0.15 and it was 0.39 negative. So they missed that by 200, almost 300%. So that's not a good look for DoorDash. Their revenue, though, year over year was plus 26.68%. So we'll take that. The revenue is going up. It's just the earnings per share that was missed by forecasts, or that was missed by the actual earnings per share. So the stock ended up dropping quite a bit. And it doesn't help that today has been a slight sell-off. So bad news is just amplified. We have Coinbase, which... I am still sad about because about a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I sold my position in Coinbase at 125 and it's currently at over 180. And so kind of kicking myself for that. Can't be too mad, but I did not expect Bitcoin to rise this early because it's still speculating for April. And I was not sure if it was going to raise this early. I thought it was going to continue to drop because it dropped all the way down to 118. And so I sold my position and now it just roars up to 180. And they just had a money earnings report that the projected was around 0.02 and they project or they reported over a dollar a share. It was like a $34,000 or percent increase or whatever it was. Let me, let me double check that. Cause it was insane. So it's at 190. Sorry. I apologize. False news. 190. But yeah, the, their increase was 4,600%. That's insane. And so huge moves for Coinbase. They were profitable that could be due to the fact that they're the custodials for 10 of the 14 huge spot ETFs for Bitcoin. So they're basically storing the Bitcoin for these for these spot ETFs like BlackRock and they receive like a commission for it. They receive pay. And so that might have driven up the sales for it and also just the hype of cryptocurrency in general with the having coming up in April and the demand for those spot ETFs. The trade desk soars as well. So they had a revenue of 605 million, which is 23% year over year. They beat it by 23 million. And the EPS of 0.41, which is only 8% year over year, they missed it by around two cents. And But it still soared because of the increase in revenue and for their projections later down the road. So their stock went up pre-market, I think it was around $90 a share. Let's double check what it is now, just so we have accurate information up to date. So it's at 89.25. So it's been hovering around that 90 range since the since the pre-market, since, it's, since it opened up. All right. Any other earnings reports that's important? No, I think we are good. Walmart will report Tuesday. So next week should be our last major week of earnings reports before it starts to settle down a little bit. We should see Walmart, P-A-N-W, which is Palo Alto Networks, which is going to report Tuesday after close. They're expected to do around 19% in revenue and plus 23% in earnings per share year over year. NVIDIA reporting Wednesday, like I was telling you guys. And that's about it for the bigger companies. And perfect. All right. So for today, the mindset that we need to develop as traders for today is not averaging losers. This is one of the biggest traps that you could possibly fall into is if you're losing you see that the shares are discounted. You want to drop that cost basis too. So you end up buying shares because you're like, oh, I can get it for half off. And once it goes back up, then I'll make double the money. Yeah, well, that's not how it always works. 
we should be decreasing our trading volume when we're trading poorly, when we're losing, and increase it when we are trading well. This is one of the biggest lessons learned from Jesse Livermore, which was one of the best traders in the early 1900s. And he said that one of his biggest losses is when he cut his gains for to take the profit and increased his his shorting in cotton to try and lower his, his cost basis. Or to, he wasn't shorting it, he was long, but he kept adding on to his position, adding on, adding on, adding on, because he thought it was going to go back up, and he ends up losing millions of dollars back in the early 1900s because he couldn't just cut his losses and let his winners win. He did the opposite and paid for it huge. So just learn from Jesse Livermore. I've done it as well. I've lost money off doing that. And do not average your losers. Let your winners go on and cut your losers or decrease your trading volume when you are trading poorly. And that's something that you sometimes have to learn from experience. But I hope you guys can just learn that from me and from Jesse Livermore. And don't do it. Don't feel tempted to do it because it's discounted. Yeah, just... Yeah, you guys, you guys know what to do. Don't fall into the same trap, please. I beg. All right. Well, that is it for today. I appreciate you guys so much for listening to this podcast. And I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or you want me to go in depth with a company, reach out to me on marketpulse.io on Instagram. And I will get back to you pretty quickly. So marketpulse.io and just DM me anything. And this is a little disclaimer for the podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial investment or legal advice. The, the content provided is based on the host's personal opinions and experiences. Listeners are advised to conduct their own research and seek the advice of a qualified professional before making any investment decisions. The host and guests do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information shared, and they're not responsible for any actions taken based on the content of this podcast. Inve- investing involves risk. It's all risky. And past performance is not indicative of future results. The host and guests are not responsible for any losses or damages that may occur as a result of investments made after listening to this podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for for listening love you a lot and i will see you on monday